All right, Spencer, we're live. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? You know, I'm doing all right. I just moved to North Carolina, though, so uh, from San Diego, which it's a bit of a culture cultural difference, culture shock. And Good not, way, bad just, way. It's it's a it's different. I don't know. I, I like I have no friends here. There's yeah. nobody around. I kind of live in the. It's not like nice restaurants are in San Diego and all this. I can walk everywhere to walk to grocery stores here. I got to drive everywhere. It's far. Nice beaches, though, here. Nicer <laughs> beaches here than San Diego. So that's good, I guess. Are there I, really nicer beaches there than San Diego? Yeah, they're nicer, bigger, warmer water, uh, nicer sand. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, night, night. The very nice beaches. So it got that. It has that going for it. But uh, I don't know. And you, you moved leave. you moved there for work? Why'd you move? Uh, wife's a military doctor, so they said uh, we she's thought a, we were gonna be in San Diego. Neonatologist, right? Yeah, a little little baby doctor, uh, basically little premature babies that get sick or whatever, or even wow. regular term babies, but uh, that get sick um, uh, right when they're born. So. Yeah, so they the military said, "Oh, you're going, you're going to North Carolina." We. It was a, it, it came as a shock because there was some other person going who just decided not to go. So then it shifted who had to go. Uh, that person, I think, got in trouble, but whatever. Yeah, kind of a big – I don't know how you tell the, the military no, but that, that's kind of what happened. So, so is, is your wife – like is, does it count as – is she like active duty military? Yeah, yeah wow. active duty. So, uh, yeah, and she's very specialized. So, like, there's only a few different places you can go. And we thought we were going to be in San Diego for till 2023 at least. You had, like, just uh, bought a home, right? Yeah, the year before. <laughs> Luck, I mean, you know, not luckily, but because of COVID, the housing prices went skyrocket. So we didn't lose money on it, luckily. But Good, good. It was, uh, that was stressful because, you know, for what, you know, anyway. And did you buy a home in North Carolina now, or are you renting? No, just renting. Rent's a lot cheaper here, even though it's like where I am. I'm living. It's a nice, like, pretty new house, and it's big. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a third of the cost as, as it is in San Diego, so that's good, but, you know. Dude, I like renting more than buying. I, I really it's, enjoy it. It's it's good. It's it's a good thing. You can just pick up and go. You figure out what you're going to do. Um, you know, the, the only reason, like, I'd want to buy – somewhere is like if i'm going to be there for a long time so we thought we we're going to be in san diego for a while and yeah uh that didn't happen we thought about living there forever but we're not going to go back so and, and you have two two young kids right two kids four or two and a half four and a half already two and a half and four and i half. know That's crazy and flies man so let me i was actually gonna so before we get into all that just give me some background tell everyone who you are, where they can follow you, what you do, just like give, give some background on yourself. Yeah, yeah, so uh, grew up in an athletic and academic family. Parents were teachers. My dad was a wrestling coach, um, as well That's as a- bio how you got into wrestling, okay. Yeah, my dad's a, a science teacher, did biology and chemistry. We were really into uh, using science to get better at athletics, and we also had a very good work ethic since youth. And so, um, yeah, did really well in high school, uh, athletics, wrestling and football, and then went to college and did really well. But, you know, thought about how do I take this kind of passion and put it into medicine? Because I really wanted to go into medicine. 
uh, be some sort of position. At first, I thought orthopedics because, yeah, that's all the big sports guys go into orthopedics and they fix bones and whatever. I actually hate it. I, I shadowed a guy, uh, <laughs> a, a doctor, really good guy, ortho, orthopod at, at Chapel Hill, UNC, where I was. And right away, within like a few hours, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like I, why? I, what happened? I, it, I know. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. It was just. I don't want to say boring. It just. It didn't interest me. It was like, no. I want to help people like, get leaner and 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 improve their health, as opposed mm. to just kind of like they break their bones or they tear something and you just go in and fix it. And I, that's cool. And and I, you know, I tore my biceps a couple years ago and it was like. They fixed it and it's basically back to normal now. And so it's like, that's pretty cool. But like, I just didn't, I don't know. I didn't want to do it. I like physiology more than, I, I'm pretty good at anatomy, but I, I like physiology more than anatomy. I think that's kind of what, uh, mm. what it came down to. So then, so then went to medical school with this idea of like, well, do I want to help performance? Like I could do like sports medicine, not ortho, but like sports medicine helping with, you know, I was a wrestler, um, be like I could get wrestlers really good and help them you know that that whole sports nutrition medicine route and I I don't know it didn't it wasn't it wasn't really fulfilling so I was like I, I really like helping people uh instead of being like obsessed with fitness like oh counting out their little macros to just make sure they eke out a little extra performance or whatever that didn't fulfill me it was more like if we can get people to just eat a little bit better their blood sugars and cholesterol and, and blood pressures and all these things massively improve. And it was just, that was just way more, I don't know. It just, it feels a lot better than just getting somebody a few seconds faster or uh, whatever on whatever they're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. Even though I like that stuff, I like performance personally, but it doesn't, it didn't feel fulfilling to help other people do it. That's all. Yeah. So yeah. that's, so that's how I started off. And then, um, it, uh, Basically, it came down to what do I want to, what specialty. I thought about doing endocrinology, but uh, again, you start getting into, well, that's, there's a lot of more end-stage disease states. So like people with really poorly controlled type 2 diabetes. And then there's things I didn't really care about, like pituitary tumors and thyroid tumors and stuff that I'm like, eh, I don't really care about that. So I ended up doing family medicine, which is the broadest you can do. And then ended up specializing further into like obesity medicine and now more recently with something called lipidology, which is like study of like lipids, which is cholesterol and, and um, fats and stuff like that. So, mm. uh, so now I do mostly like lifestyle medicine with obesity, weight loss and like lipids. Like some people might call it like cardiometabolic medicine, trying to get people healthier, leaner. Uh, improve all their blood markers and that type of thing. And then the, the other transition is I was in the clinic and now I'm all online. So that was kind of cool using. That was fun to watch. The power of social media. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the basis. That's the gist. And I work with RP now. I, I, I'm uh, Renaissance Periodization. I'm their chief doctor and I have my own patients on the side uh, through a company called SteadyMD. But um, I help RP develop new programs and stuff like that for what they're doing. That's awesome. So one, there are a bunch of questions that I was thinking of as you were talking, but one of the first ones that comes to mind, sort of mixing being a doctor and family medicine, but also sort of social media. I feel like if someone says, oh, well, this person's a doctor, they automatically believe them, right? It's like, oh, well, they're doctors, so they know what they're talking about. 
Like, yep. can you talk about like, are there doctors in your field that you just think are idiots that just say stupid yeah. things? Like, does that happen? Oh yeah, and it's I, it's the thing is I usually I I like to back up doctor. I like to because everybody everybody hates on doctors online, but <laughs> the problem is is that they're right. Like, and I hate it. I hate to say that because it's like. I have classmates that I went through training with were like, well, I wouldn't send a family member to them, but they have just, they have the same credentials as I do. Why, why would anybody know other than I have bigger biceps or something like that? Why, <laughs> right, would anybody, right. why would anybody care about that other than like, oh, he lifts or something. So like, why would anybody even know the difference? So yes. And, and you see it online, the, online where you see you know, Twitter is probably the worst because that's where a lot of doctors oh, hang out. Twitter is the worst. And you see what these doctors saying. It's like, holy cow, you you went through medical school and training and you got through and I don't know, it doesn't matter what grades you got because some of the critical thinking, logical thinking is just completely out the door. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I know. So, so I like, I make posts about this, like just because someone has a PhD or an MD or whatever, uh, doesn't make them right. And it's like, well, I'm kind of shooting myself in, in the foot but at the same time, it's like, you should question what I'm saying too. Like, don't, you know, don't just take what I say as gospel. Trust, I love it that everybody does trust me as an expert, but like, you know, don't, don't just blindly take what I'm saying as, as right. the number one truth. You know, there are some nuances to it, of course. So yeah, there are a lot of idiots out there. And I, I wish I could say that going through medical school and, and residency and then further fellowships and whatever, uh, makes you, uh, infallible, but it, it just, it doesn't. So like, uh, yeah, it just doesn't, I don't know. They're a bunch of idiots, a lot of idiots. And it's you don't have to throw, I, I actually don't want you to throw anyone specifically under the bus, but. Oh, I will there... name names. No, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> but like, is, is there, what are some of the most common claims that you see from, from other doctors that just blow you away? Yeah, the probably the most common thing right now, since I'm in the obesity space, is is basically this idea that you have to be on a ketogenic or low carb, high fat diet to lose weight and keep it off. It's the only thing that's satiating. It's the only thing that works, and it's all because of insulin and and trapping of of adipose. And they've kind of shifted from that now to like, no, it's because it helps the best with satiation and hunger in the brain. Uh, it, it, that's probably that plus some of this whole um, cholesterol denialism type of thing. It's, and it mm -hmm. all kind of runs together because low-carb diets tend to be higher in saturated fat and cholesterol. And so they tend to be uh, elevate some people's cholesterol in their, in their, in their blood. So then, so then they're like, well, low-carb diets are good. And this is also happening, so this can't be that bad. So basically the two things go together. If they're a low-carb type of doctor... Um, they also tend to be a little bit more, I don't want to say a denialist, but they're, they're, they're more skeptic, skeptical of the cholesterol heart disease, uh, uh, link. So, um, that, that's probably the thing. Obviously right now COVID's going on. That's super frustrating to watch. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, the consensus, there's a consensus, but like there's a loud few, uh, people that are, um, that tend to they get they get trashed on Twitter by the way these some of these people that try to be contrarian yeah and they just get uh, uh, <laughs> annihilated but anyway so that's for me that some it's, of these doctors yeah. have some of these doctors that that you look at and you see what they say and you're just blown away at how stupid it is 
Um, is there a financial incentive on their end? Like, are they selling something that is related to this hypothesis that they have? Like, what is the, how could they so be so blind to what you see is so obvious? Yeah, I, I, I think there's a few things. So it, could it be that they're just, they truly believe it? I think a lot of them do actually truly believe it, but I, I think they've gotten a little bit of fame and notoriety, which, you know, maybe they're not making money directly, but indirectly. So, uh, you know, for example, let's say the carnivore. Carnivore is probably yeah. the most extreme out of it. I, I won't name anybody. But, but it but doesn't like, take a lot of researching to see who's no, really it pushing. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But um, yeah. it's like, then all of a sudden, like, look, I actually don't mind. If somebody, I think you tried to do a, the carnivore diet. I've had some patients do it. I actually don't. I'm not like one of these I tried people it that, for an experiment, not yeah. because I thought it was good. I yeah, just yeah, right, to show right. People. <laughs> so I've had patients. I, I've had patients do it, and it's one of those things where you remove uh, high energy food from someone's dietary pattern, and they start going to pretty much, you know, low carb, high, moderate high protein, moderate high fat and lower end in energy and they start losing weight and they feel better and it's like uh, how am i going to be how am i going to get mad at a patient that just improved their health by doing this you, we could get into the nuances of micronutrient deficiencies and stuff like that but like uh that's pretty good but some of these some of these um carnivore doctors there's one in particular that that just goes that just it's like Clearly, it's about the money, selling certain supplements just to, and it's like, are you, do you actually believe what you're saying? Like, this can't, this can't be. And they've, they've made a quite a bit of, about a, yeah. a lot of money um, doing it. And so, like, it starts selling, to. Selling, like, books around it and, and selling products around it. Like, that, yeah. that's why I'm wondering, like, this has to be. Not, not to mention, not only is it is it the financial incentive, but also sort of what you were mentioning earlier, where they've built up an audience around yeah. this, and and that audience, just like politics, nutrition is very much like politics, right? Where it's like people get so cult like in regard to what they believe. So if if they were to say, hey, by the way, maybe I was wrong about this, they're worried about the potential backlash, not only the financial aspect, but just the hate and the vitriol that would come from the audience that they built. Yeah. So it's like they just they they're like, well, I'm going with this then, and that's and that's it, and then they just double down. And I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's crazy to me. It's and I don't think they're stupid. I actually think they're as stupid as a as a fox or whatever you want to say. What's the, the term and not like the phrase? Because it's like they're making tons of money and like they. The thing is, you lose your integrity. I, most of the scientists and people that I know be like. Yeah, they're they're crazy. They're rich and they make a lot of money, but they lost all you know integrity within mm. the medical community. So it's like, okay, I mean, if they want to do that, maybe they don't. They probably obviously don't care. I yeah. care about that, but um, so yeah, I, money, fame. You, there are some other people like the the detox type of doctors, the mm. the, functional, oh, yeah. the functional medicine type of doctors that try to try to create diseases out of nothing like adrenal fatigue and, 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 and I wanted stuff to ask like you about that. that. Yeah. 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 So that's a big one. Detoxes and, and you gotta, they just make up diagnoses to then sell supplements. And like a lot of the stuff they say is like kind of scientific sounding. And it's like, how do you, to the lay person, how would you even know? You'd have no idea. 
Yeah, and you just see that they're a doctor, so you just, all right, I'll believe you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and a lot sometimes there's, like, doctors, and they're affiliated with, like, like the, for example, Cleveland Clinic, big one. Uh, you know, but then there's, those are other places like Stanford and, and, and even Harvard and some of these places. So it's like, well, they went to Harvard and now, now that I've gotten into this, I'm like, holy cow, I don't care where anybody got their degree from, uh, at this point, like I have to judge them by, by what they're, what mm. they're doing and saying, because like some of these Ivy league degree holding, uh, physicians, Sometimes they're sometimes they're PhDs, sometimes they're MDs, sometimes they have both, and I'm just like, how did how is this even possible? But that just goes to show it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mean you're infallible. It doesn't mean you're you're not full of shit, you know. Doctors and scientists and researchers, we're all human, right? Yeah, like, and we're all we're all uh, subject to human nature and yeah. the 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 impulses and desires that humans have. And like when I remember when I was really first getting into the science based fitness world. I forget who it was, but it was when you and I were like really both on Facebook a lot and we both wanted to get off of Facebook. Facebook. Someone said something really, really interesting to me. I forget who it was, but they, I, w I was really, I was so enthralled with research and, and reading, you know, going on PubMed and looking at all the studies. And someone was like, you know, scientists can lie too. Damn. And like, that was a huge mind fuck. It was like a big moment. I was like, oh my God, like there are people who are writing these studies. It's like, and they could be influenced by people giving them money to fund the study. They could be influenced by their own current biases. Like yeah. the scientific method is, is the best method that we have, right. but there are still faults with it for yeah. sure. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a lot of fraud and, and you know, so it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean just throw it all away. It just, it just means, Hey, question things, you know, we got to repeat experiments um, look at all the data we have and make sure you, you, you understand the differences between the different types of studies. And obviously, like you said, like you don't not, you know, people listening don't have to be so research minded. They have to understand, really dig in and look at the statistics. Like I usually, I have actually, heard, um, when new studies come out, I have like multiple Twitter groups and depending on my question, uh, like if it's a clinical question, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with that. I have multiple clinicians to ask, like, clinically, what do you think this would mean if this actually is true? And then I have other statistician type of friends. I'm like, okay, I'm pretty good at the basics, but, you know, some of these guys, it's their job and they're so analytical with numbers. So I have, you know, I can ask them a few questions and they'll find some faults in it. It's it's really interesting. So, like, you know, you can imagine the lay person who gets a, a – a newspaper or whatever um, uh, headline, uh, yeah. news, oh, news article headline. They're the worst. XYZ causes this or whatever. And if they'll just talk about it in, in the article and they'll have a few blurbs. And sometimes sometimes these places ask me for a blurb. So then you read this article and it's like, well, you don't know anything about any of the methods that were done. Oftentimes you have to go look at the original paper. And most people aren't trained to look at a paper. Okay. Hell, like I said, I, I can do the basics and I'm pretty good at it. But like there are people way better than I am at it. And sometimes they even get it wrong and whatever. So it's 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 tough. And yeah. so, yeah. And then, and then you get people who just need to get published. So there's all sorts of methods of actually like fraudulently publishing and, and creating up data 
And and you won't know until smarter people start looking into it and go, this is implausible because of X, Y, Z, or they repeat the study. Wow. So it's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's a tough thing. Um, just gotta, we just gotta do what we, we can with, uh, uh, with the data we have and, and hopefully scientists aren't trying to screw us. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of the things that I've, that I think social media has helped with and obviously there's issues with it, but yeah before people could make outlandish claims and make something seem like yeah. just so crazy. And there were no comment section. There was, it was yeah. just like an advertisement on TV or whatever it was. And you just would believe it. But now, I mean, I see in like the Kardashians post where they're posting like boom bot or whatever detox cleanse. And the comment section is thousands of people just being like, stop posting this harmful, which is like, that's, that's very powerful. Yeah. And, and I've also seen, I think for me, the best way that I've found to really figure out who's the best is who are who's posting things that just it makes logical sense, common sense. If someone's posting something outlandish, like you need this supplement or you need this piece of equipment, it's like that's no, you don't. But red flag. The, the red best, flag. yeah, red flag. Exactly. The the best advice is usually the simplest, easiest to understand. But you know what's really interesting? I've now noticed that this has created another problem. And this other problem is because the best advice is so simple and now so many people are seeing it, now the barrier to entry of becoming a quote unquote expert has lowered even more because yeah. people are just repeating these memes and tweets with just like eat more fruits and veggies, I drink know. more water. And now it's like, oh, they're they're an expert. It's like, oh man, like yeah. we've got to find some middle ground here. Yeah, I, it, it is. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. And I think yeah, it's it's going to be hard to beat some of those marketers who are just so good at at bamboozling. But I think I think you've had the had the right strategy where a good long term strategy is creating trust, and because event, eventually people get sick of the BS. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that they they land on my page. They land on your page. Obviously, if we were the the greatest marketers, we would probably have millions of followers, except that it, it's not a great strategy for long term because there's a such a high rate of turnover. And it's just, you know, you have integrity like it, it, some of these marketing practice. I've taken these courses. I've taken I've paid thousands, thousands of dollars with these guru uh, marketing people and it's really interesting. They all kind of say the same thing. Eventually it gets to a point where it's like you're not lying per se, but it's 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 pretty scummy some of the it's, things it's that It's some real mental gymnastics to yeah. convince yourself that what you're doing is the right thing. <laughs> yeah. And and I've I've done some of these I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll listen to you if if cuz basically their idea is that like if you think that your service is the best, then it's your duty to mm. get it into the hands of those who need it. And I'm like, okay, I, I I can understand that. So then like, yeah, you start saying, start using like some language that's I I'm not comfortable with, but I'm like, I'm trusting these people because they're the experts in marketing. And what it turned out when I started doing that a few years ago, um, it actually it didn't backfire, but it didn't work as well as they'd said. Mm. And it didn't feel good for me anyway. And then when I started doing my own like copy and everything and just doing it myself about how I thought, mm. it actually did so much better. It was way yeah. more authentic. And so, yeah, these it's anyway, it's it you've done a you've done a good job. You've stayed true to yourself and that's I think that's really important. That's how you find, you know, some of these experts that um 
are probably legit. Uh, you know, they say when they're wrong, whatever, that type of thing. So, so I want to go into a little bit more. You you mentioned adrenal fatigue. I want to talk about adrenal fatigue. I also want to talk about some ketogenic stuff, some insulin hypothesis stuff, but adrenal fatigue, it's one of the most emotionally charged discussions. And, and I think the reason is often because when someone says, listen, adrenal fatigue isn't real, the person who's been told that they have adrenal fatigue thinks that what you're saying is your symptoms aren't yes. real, but yes. that's not what we're saying. We're saying the diag your, your symptoms yes. are real, but you don't need any of these super special herbal supplements to fix this made up disease. Is that right? 100%. Literally what you're saying, because I've done this and I just posted about this the other day about, Hey, um, we always go on and on about how we shouldn't shame people into eating better right oh i so love why this are we, i love this post yeah. so why are we shaming so like probably not a good idea to shame people about vaccines of course the post was it the the, the comment section was a dumpster fire <laughs> i i i kept reading i'm like i don't have the, you and i have talked about this some days i just don't have the energy to like comment and i end up just like i, I just I'm like forget it I, I can't even i can't go in there because if I start responding, I'll have to do it all day because otherwise they'll start oh, commenting back. And, and so it's like I don't have time, so I can't even I can't even touch it. But and so then some people are like, I can't believe you're comparing those with obesity to anti-vaxxers. Oh Only God. a few people said that. And somebody's like, I'll never follow you again and I'll never buy <laughs> RP products. I'm like, that's not what I was saying. I'm saying how you like i'm just like you it's, it's not talking about it's not comparing that it's talking about the method of trying to change people yes shame that's it. is and, not and a good method of like, change well well with obesity it's 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 tons of years of choice i'm like i know it doesn't it's they're, they're those aren't the same you idiots <laughs> i'm like i'm an obesity doctor that's what i do i understand i'm saying look we have so many people preaching and and, and i know you see this we have so many people preaching don't shame. And, and this is a new thing, by the way, this is kind of before yeah. it, it was like, it, it, like it was just finger wag, finger wag. And I think that it's been a good paradigm change. I think in the last I, what, like four to five years, it's yeah, been a big people shift. People yeah. kind of go like, Hey, you know, probably not a good idea. Cause it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Probably not a good idea to shame those with obesity. You're just trying to change some behaviors. It just doesn't work. And, and again, like, yeah, nothing, nothing works that great in obesity. Anyway, that's another discussion. But whatever, we know shame doesn't work. Okay, so probably, and, and I, I, the reason I, the reason I made the post is because I've, I've made posts that I've been like, you know what? I think I just, I think I just was doing uh, a disservice because I, just to have a funny joke, but it was, it was, it was shame, shaming those who were on the fence. Mm. I like, I don't mind shaming true like crazy anti-vaxxers. But I don't want to shame like fuck them, <laughs> fuck right, them. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I don't want to shame those. I have a lot of patients and friends who aren't anti-vaxxers, and people are like, no, if you're anti, if you're vaccine hesitant, you're an anti-vaxxer. I don't, I don't no, actually that's agree. Not, that, that's not true. No, no, they're they're these people that are just like like normal people. They they don't even get on the twitters and whatever. They're not on the tweeters, you yeah. know. <laughs> but like yeah. these people, they've they've. I can tell they're just like, I just, I don't know. It's new. I, I, they don't really understand science. They, they hear these, uh, news pundits, uh, you know, the right side be like, well, I don't know. It's COVID is not a big deal. And then you got the left side. You're going to die. There are morgues <laughs> outside. We're all dead. 
And so you're like, I don't know. And I don't know if this is safe. I'm worried. I heard something about fertility. I've heard about like heart inflammation. And, and so then I, I like, I talk to them and I just, we kind of go over their fears and, and then they feel very comfortable. And, and, and sometimes they still don't get vaccinated for a while. And then sometimes they do. And I'm like, those are the people I, I've, I know I've made posts in the past that I, I didn't mean to shame them. So I started thinking about, it. I'm like, man, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite here. So like, yeah. Hey, and I, but there are a bunch of other people that I know that are still in this, in this, um, in that position where they're like, Hey, don't shame those with obesity into trying to eat better. And then they'll go on and be in like, people who aren't getting vaccines are just selfish pieces of shit. I can't believe you want to kill people. And it's like, that's not going to get them to, to get vaccinated because I know in myself and I know everybody knows anything. If you know about the psychology motivation, if like, you'll be like, Oh, screw you. Then I'm sure you like, you're going to shame me. Screw you. I'm not going to do that. Exactly. It's like, if you tell someone who's, who's overweight, like, Hey, listen, you got to lose weight. You you, you don't, you don't care about the family. You don't care about us. You don't care. your health is affecting all of us negatively. You got to lose weight. They're going to like you. That doesn't help. It's the same thing with this. It's the exact same scenario. But, oh, you don't care about us. Da-da-da. All they're going to yeah. do is going to dig their heels in yeah. further and not and not to mention. Yeah. And like this is a whole discussion I didn't expect to get into. But <laughs> I think when, when you the mandates, I think, are actually pushing people further away from it. Like it's, when it's like you have right. to do this by lot. It's like, I okay, know. well, now we're getting into a whole separate constitutional discussion. Yes. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I, 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 and I don't, I don't have a good answer. So, so, so there are some interesting comments. So people are like, yeah, but like with obesity, it doesn't affect other people. And with, with vaccinations, like they're killing people. I go, I know. So what do you want them to do? You want them to get vaccinated. So don't freaking shame them. I, I'm telling you, I'm on your same side. I understand. I agree. They're harming other people. That's what I think because it's whatever. We don't need to get into all that stuff, but if you're if you want people to get vaccinated if that's your goal don't shame them because that will have possibly i i'm sure there's some people that got shamed into get a vaccine I, i'm sure there's people that that, that have yeah, of course. gotten the vaccination from shame but in general and there's some literature to support this i'm just not as up on the on on that literature i reached out to some epidemiologists who are like absolutely this is this is why we our public health efforts need to not be shameful but there's literature to, to say that like if you shame people, it's just like anything. That's why I made the the analogy, uh, and and so the they're saying like, but they're killing people. I'm like, yeah, but you still don't want to shame them because you still want them to get vaccinated. It doesn't it doesn't matter whether you think they're a bad person or not. Don't the, the behavior you want them to do is choose to get vaccinated. And yes, it's a it's one choice over instead of thousands and thousands of choices for those who have obesity or trying to eat better. I get it, but it's 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 still shame doesn't work. That's I have, that's so I have to ask because you know I I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I am vaccinated. I got vaccinated. Um, but here's one thing I'm confused about because m- my knowledge from what I've heard is that the vaccine. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've heard the vaccine does not prevent the spread. I've heard that it doesn't prevent like if you're if you're vaccinated, you can still get it and you can still spread it. So my question is how are they harming people if you can still spread it even if you have the vaccine? That's that's my question. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm not sure. So yeah, they're they're looking at this pretty closely because that that's like been one of these talking points. Like, why like I'm healthy. Like, why do you care if I get it? 
Well, it's because you you got to stop. You got to get vaccinated so the people that can't get vaccinated don't get it. The herd immunity thing. Like once we have enough people that that um, are are immune to it, we protect those who can't get uh, who can't be immune to it because they can't get a vaccination for whatever reason. Um, it's true that there are breakthrough cases where we get symptoms, and it's true that those who are vaccinated can still spread it. It's not it's not a 100% stopper. Uh, they think it does it it, it does it lowers decrease the it, chance. It, so they've done it like especially like they're looking at it with children. They're looking mm. at like, well, shit, kids can't get vaccinated yet. My kids are four and two. Where I'm like, I, I'm at the point where I'm like, I just you know, they're healthy, whatever. I, you know, the, the chances are rare that if they get it, and I think they probably will until there's, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see, I don't see how it's not going to happen. Right. Right. But, um, I assume that they're going to get it at some point cause they are at daycare and like, what, if kids can't get vaccinated, then there's, it's going to be like wildfire in a freaking daycare. So they've looked at areas where more people are vaccinated and they see that fewer kids get uh, get it. So there, 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 there is a decrease. There has to be some sort of decrease in spread, mm. uh, because of those who are vaccinated. Um, it's just not a hundred percent. That's all. So like, so it's possible. I, I, I don't know. I had to get antibodies checked at some point again. It's possible. I could have had it and didn't know. And maybe I did spread it or didn't. I don't know. I'm not mm -hmm. sure, but it, it. It, sh it should decrease the risk of spreading it. It doesn't mean it will 100% stop the spread. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. That's the best explanation I've heard. Because I've, I, the only things that I've heard are if you don't get it, then you're killing people, and then the other, the other side is, well, why would you bother getting it? Because you can spread it anyway. Yes. And the right. other thing that I've also heard, though, and from from what I've seen in the research, from my limited knowledge with this type of research, is that if you do get it, if you get the vaccine and then you also get COVID, your symptoms are dramatically less severe. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's the big thing. So I, I, it's so sad. I had a friend I thought was pretty healthy just die. Really? Thirty. Yeah, she was thirty-seven, and yeah, I'm, I'm like, sorry. I'm thirty. I'm thirty-seven, and she just didn't. She didn't get vaccinated for whatever reason. I don't know. And then, you know, the thing is, it's 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 relatively. I don't want to scare people, but like, it's relatively you know relatively rare in this age but like yeah, not impossible um and yeah so most was it from covid did she pass yeah, from wow. yeah they, they <clears throat> icu vent just never got better never recovered and Sorry, respiratory man. failure yeah it was i i was like what like uh and and so it, yeah, so what they're seeing now is like people that are vaccinated tend to have much risk, uh, much lower risk of dying. So this this goes back to the other comments. There are a few doctors that showed up and nurses who were like ICU, and they're like, they're like I I know what you're saying. And look, I'm not in the ICU. I'm fucking. I'm a meme doctor at home talking to my patients. Like I'm kind of a germaphobe now because of kids. Like I don't want to give them <laughs> anything. So yeah, I, yeah. I I loved getting out of the clinic because I would go in. So the funny thing is. When I was in the clinic, when someone would be a possible flu, I would like put two masks on and put like a hazmat suit on and walk in there and <laughs> take a big deep breath and be like, hi, my name's Dr. Spencer. Let me listen to your heart and lungs. Mm, okay, let's go. And like <laughs> try not to breathe. I was so bad. <laughs> and so like, so there were some doctors and, and, and good comments because they're like, I know, but we're just so tired 
of having to take care of these people in the ICU who are just not getting vaccinated. And it's it's wearing us thin because they're just the, the ICUs are they're in certain areas that all of a sudden they get full of COVID. And, and they're it's it's rare to be you can the vaccine will not 100 percent stop you from dying from COVID, but it greatly reduces the risk based on what we can tell of being hospitalized and dying and long-term, we think long-term complications because there's some other stuff that can go on. But so, so yeah, and I, I'm like, I know, I was like, I'm sorry. They're like, so it's really hard not to shame these people. And I'm like, I know, I don't, I don't really have a good answer. And I think it's really our public health officials. There, there was a good, so there was a great threat. I don't know if you saw my, my story. The reason, the other thing that made me think of that, that reason I posted that was because there was a country, I don't know if it was Denmark, um, some some place I can't remember. Uh, one of those places, one of them places over there in, in Europe. <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic American, American. One of those places, anyway, um, they, they've, they've gotten the the vaccination rates super high and the COVID cases are so low. And they explained that part of the way they did it was a massive amount of trust in their public health officials. So look, I like I like uh, Fauci. I'm a Fauci guy. Like, I, I think he's an expert. I don't think he's infallible either. He's obviously, like when he says things, he's like, he's not he's not always right. I trust him that he's trying to do his best though, but a lot of people don't trust him. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't trust our administration. There's so much divide. So if there's a bunch of mistrust, how is any, how are we going to get anybody to even buy into what we're saying? So like what they did, they, they, they talked about how they got a ton of trust and they were very careful about not shaming. They talked, they, it, it was in, I, I should, I should just post it again, but like, they were very careful that shaming leads to fewer vaccinations. So like, I don't I, know. I think there's been, I, I don't know I, what to do, but I'll be the first to say, I don't have, I don't have the most trust in government period left or right. I'm just not like a, I know I, like, I just, I <laughs> see what these politicians do in order to get to their level of power. And I'm like, absolutely not do I trust you I and that's why I, I like having a little bit more of a science background because I can sort I can look at more of the research I can see more of the science this science and make my own informed decision from that I think for the general population it becomes more difficult though because I understand the mistrust in government yeah. I like I don't trust government like I don't yeah. uh, and maybe that's the this part like my pessimistic side but <laughs> I mean especially over the last year and a half and I think the mainstream media really does a number on it as well. It's just like between social media, between censorship, between everything, like there's a lot of reasons not to trust, right? There's a lot of reasons not to. And uh, and they've given us so many reasons not to that I, I can understand why people would be like, you know what, screw it, I'm not getting it. Like I, I very much understand why people would do that based on <laughs> how much how many mistakes they made and how much how much they've really shot themselves in the foot. It's like, how can we possibly trust you now when we know you've lied here, 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 here? I know. I, I get it. There, um, there yeah. was a comment that, that there was a comment that I saw, you know, there's I'm still getting comments on that that post. And there was a comment that just said, the government's pushing it so hard and that's reason enough that I'm not gonna get it. And I'm just like, I, I like that's I can't stupid. even respond. Like yeah. I'm like, I'm like 
that's not logical. No, that's, it's not. But it's, it's so it's kind of like, oh, oh like I don't even know how to respond. Like, you know, it's funny that no I think about yourself. like if if we switch from a shaming aspect to it, like if we, like from a shaming to like you're killing other people to to really highlighting how how it could highlighting the the benefits of how it would help the individual, right? Highlighting like, hey, listen, like here's. Here's research showing the people who who were and were not vaxxed. Let's show you what's going on with that with the health impl- health implications. We talk people. I hear people talking about myocarditis with the heart inflammation. It's like yes, there is a potential of getting some myocarditis with the vaccine, but the, actually the potential of myocarditis is higher if you are not vaccinated and you do get right. COVID. And odds are you are going to get it. I think it'd be a much better strategy for the administration and just for the media in general, instead of shaming and making these people, I was literally just watching the news today, uh, not on purpose, like I didn't want to, but it was just up on the TV screen. They were just shaming this one school system for their methods and I was like, you're creating this hatred. You're making it look like these people are evil. You are making, and and that's what the news does. The news makes, goes out of their way to create an emotional response that will make you hate someone else and make, make you think that other person is trying to kill you. And right. that's why we, I think we have more divisiveness now, definitely than in my entire lifetime. And I, like, maybe since the civil war, who knows? But like, there's, I think that the news, the mainstream media and and the the government on both sides have made tremendous mistakes that have led to a serious amount of distrust. It was so funny. I took one of those political tests because I wanted to see where I was on the spectrum. Bro, I'm literally, I cut it in half. Yeah. Like I, I'm literally right in the middle. And I think that gives me an advantage in that I don't trust either side. <laughs> like, yeah. and re- I sort of think like if you believe face value, what they're telling you, no matter what on either side, it's the same thing with nutrition. If you believe anything that you see on Instagram or social media or any doctor or any whoever, just because they're, they seem to be an authority, you're setting yourself up for being misled. Right. But just yeah. because you don't trust them doesn't mean that that they're not telling the truth about this. Right. And that's where you have to really look into the research and say, this is right. what's accurate in this situation. So that, yeah, the, 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 the big politicalization of this pandemic has just, has, has just been, I, it's not the issue is it's, it's one of the biggest issues because it's like, no, no, let's just try to keep politics out of this. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure some, some may say this was used as an opportunity to, to justify certain uh, politicians to be wherever they are, and and I I could I could see people pumping this up and then downplaying and and playing playing the the sides, but it's like can we just like I, and and people can't they can't take the politics out of it it's and they're because they're, they're using I, I they probably are using it as a pawn I, I'm not gonna try to be naive um, it's just the way it is the way the way I see it though is like hey here are the facts. Here's how many people die once they get this disease and here's how many people will spread. And so how many people are going to die or get long-term issues from this? Let's just look at the pure facts. Now, the issue is some people don't understand, they don't see risk very well, you know? So like, I have a 99.9% chance of, of, of not dying from this. Why would I get a a Mm. vaccine if I'm healthy? And I'm like, Shit, I don't. I don't want to take a one in thousand chance. I'm gonna die from something like, like you know, because they'll, they'll say ni- some people will say ninety nine percent chance. And it's like, well, that's usually if you're older. Our kind of uh, our younger. It's 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 a lot more. But um, still, one in a thousand. I'm like, 
like I buy lottery tickets thinking I'm going to win a hundred million dollars. And that, that's the, the chances of me. It's like what an, I don't know how many millions and millions. And I, I still think I'm going to win. So then I'm going to take a risk of like one in a hundred or one in a thousand. No. So I, I anyway, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's, it's been interesting. It's to watch it unfold. It's, it's been, uh, interesting, frustrating and sad in, in many regards. I think a lot of people that, um, they're also affected if they have someone they know that died from it. They're like, holy crap. It's, it's, it's real. It's yeah. not just yeah. this. And so, and unfortunately, I don't know. I, I don't want, you know, it'd be nice if people didn't have to die to get to understand it. Um, and, and, and then there's this false dichotomy of like, Hey, like, why don't you just eat healthy and exercise? And it's like, yeah, you should just do those things regardless. Correct. Like, yeah. Like, what do you, it's not an either or thing that's gets in the back to adrenal fatigue, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, like, oh man, but how did we get there? It all ties in. It all ties in because when somebody comes in, you know, feeling, <laughs> feeling tired and they say they have adrenal fatigue and you say that's not real, you, you, they feel shame from that. Right. And then sometimes that can turn people off. Honestly, like, Sometimes you just have to be uh, – social media is a place for that I've used to not, to not have my such bedside manner. Like people, people sometimes, if they come on my page at the wrong day, they're going to be like, that doctor is a conceited, elitist, condescending asshole with the worst bedside manner. And, it's, and it's, if, they, if they knew me, they'd understand that it's a place for me to – you know how Kermit has – has that meme where he's like him and then he has the hood on. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Me it's to me. <laughs> so uh, that's like a place where sometimes I can just, I can speak to some my patients who follow me and not, and I, and, and they, they see it too. They say like, oh, thanks for being like direct on that. If you would have said that to me face to face, I would have cried. But like when you said it in general, it made me understand a few things. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so when I like, you and I have both made posts about adrenal fatigue. It's not, it's not real. It's not real. And, and that doesn't mean you f don't feel like shit. You f probably feel tired. Yeah. And shit, I feel tired half the time. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up tired. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, my adrenals are freaking burned to hell. Um, and, and so the, the thing that you and I want to do, though, is we want to make sure people aren't wasting their money on supplements. Like, that we, we care. We're not doing it to, like just rib people we're doing it because we're like no quit wasting your money right. find the actual root cause of your issues it's not your adrenal glands and if we want to get into science we can but it's like there's something called addison's disease or adrenal insufficiency addison's is a type of of that it's it's the autoimmune uh, uh a disease where you attack your own adrenal glands and they die and it's extremely dangerous because then you you lack uh, uh cortisol uh, and and some of the other hormones that are are produced there, and um, uh, it's extremely dangerous. And they need they need actual steroid replacement, prednisone or whatever, um, uh, to keep them alive. So when people say adrenal fatigue, it's like, well, gosh, you just been you've you've been stressed out in life, and like your adrenals are just taxed, and they're not they're <laughs> not working as well. And it's like. Is that actually what happens? No, they've looked into this multiple times and just tons of times. And that, that's not that, that that doesn't actually happen. And there is 
there is probably this communication between our brains. So then people have kind of renamed this this hypothalamic pituitary uh, axis um, uh, disorder, like basically some sort of dysfunction. Do you need a new name for it? They've they've tried to get a little bit more scientific, which you know it's it's a little bit more accurate, but it's 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 not a pathology as much as it is our just our lifestyles. We fucking we're 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 snorting Adderall and drinking drinking coffee and and be and burning the the candle at both ends, you know both sides. So like, yeah, if, if I've noticed that people don't they just don't sleep, and their first thing is it's got to be my thyroid or it's like adrenal fatigue or something. It's like, no, you actually don't sleep. Yeah, <laughs> like, you don't sleep. You got a couple of kids. You're stressed out of your mind. Like, there's like troubles at home. Like, oh, you're yeah. tired. You're stressed. Yeah. And like, you go to this functional medicine doctor, and they're like, oh, are you are you tired? Are you more stressed than usual? Maybe you should buy this super array of of supplements that I have. That oh, I just so happen to have them myself, and they're only like ninety nine dollars yeah. per day that you use them per it's day. Like- I mean, <laughs> ridiculous. And so that's why you and I, you know, so you and I come in and be like, and and people get mad, but um, there have been many, and I know you get these DMs that are just like, thank you so much. Yeah. Because I wasted a lot of money in the past, and now I realize it was just X, Y, Z. Now there can be some serious medical problems that they may also have. So I'm, it's, it's like, hey, I've had some with like, they actually had anemia, which is like one of the easiest things to freaking test for when you go to the doctor. But of course it was adrenal fatigue. You just, they didn't even try. <laughs> you didn't even try. Like we, and some, it was like that sleep apnea, that one actually was thyroid disease. And no, that most of it's lifestyle related. And um, anyway, so yeah, that's that's the whole adrenal fatigue thing. It's It's frustrating. We're not like, people feel like shit. They think they got an answer because someone's like, this is what it is. Look, you have all these symptoms that are just like what everybody suffers from, from everyday stresses, like you said. And so they can, yep, check mark. It's not, it's not a real diagnosis. We don't even have, I don't have anything in my EMR, electronic medical record, to even go adrenal fatigue. There's nothing. That's not, that's not a thing. I can put fatigue, but it's broad. We don't know what's causing it. So anyway. So who, who is generally the one that, quote unquote, diagnoses adrenal fatigue? What, what kind of... Uh, usually chiropractors, chiropractors, uh, naturopathic, uh, doctors, physicians, um, and, and then, uh, like functional medicine. And so when I say functional medicine, it sounds like it's a new specialty, but it's just sounds, it sounds sounds legit. It's a, it's, it's, it's a facade. It's nothing. It's a marketing term. It's nothing. There's no standardized definition of functional medicine. There, the whole idea there, there's a, Institute of Functional Medicine, uh, Jeffrey Bland. He's a PhD guy, uh, but they kind of said, well, we want to get to the root cause of everything. Well, shit, oh gosh, they're going to get to the root cause of my of my ailment. Like, well, we're going to look at your biochemistry and because everybody's different, we got to look at this and we got to look at your toxification, whatever. It's all the same <laughs> shit. It, it's, they always do it and they make it think like you're they're speaking to you, a special individual. They're going to find out what's wrong. But like, I've seen it as a it's it's a Trojan horse to sell more nonsense and more supplements and programs that like, hey, why don't we? Yeah, uh, physicians want to get to the bottom line of everything, and but a lot of people don't. You know, they don't have time. They, you get in five minutes. You've been to the doctor. You've told me that you're like I go in. They didn't even like talk to me. I got five minutes with them. They sent me out the door. I hear it all the time, and that's a system issue. It's not the uh, the the medical. Uh, the physician necessarily, maybe they weren't trained that well and actually talking about lifestyle, but 
functional medicine actually isn't a real specialty. Um, there's, it's, it's not a thing. There's tons of people that actually aren't physicians or doctors or anything, and they call themselves functional medicine practitioners. It's, it's a, it's a marketing term to try to get people to think that you're going to fix whatever uh, the underlying issue is. I don't know. So, so let's talk, uh, before we, before we get off quickly about, um, insulin and why insulin isn't the issue with, with fat loss and, and sort of going to the keto diet and, uh, the idea that carbs are, are inherently bad for you in usually the way that I approach it. And I know you've seen sort of my progression over the years, but I talk a lot about uh, on my podcast in general, more about the behavioral side of things, the psych, the psychological side of things and the practical application. I don't talk too much about the, the physiology of it. Can you talk like, why do people say that insulin is like the, is bad for you if you want to uh, lose fat and, and what's the truth behind it? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's interesting in medical school and physiology classes, you learn that insulin is this anabolic hormone. It shuts off lipolysis, the breakdown of, of fat tissue, adipose tissue, and turns on your fat storing uh, uh, enzymes. And all those things are actually true. It's, it's true yeah. that on a, on a uh, molecular level and everything from a cellular level, I should say, it's, that's true. Uh, the issue is, is then, okay, so then you start extrapolating that to like, well, carbohydrates uh, or carbohydrate-laden foods, carbohydrate-types foods are the ones that increase insulin the most. So then those should be foods that if we eat, we store the most fat and uh, don't release fat when we eat them. So that means foods that don't increase insulin should not do that. So protein does stimulate insulin a little bit, especially depending on what type of protein it is, like dairy proteins. But um, fat doesn't do it at all. So like barely. Oil, you know, olive oil, butter. So then, so then you go, well, I guess then we should just basically eat mostly fat and protein because we can't store any fat and we're just going to be burning fat. And so the problem is, is that that's not actually how it works on, a, on an outcome basis. Right. When people eat carbohydrates, it's actually like if eat, people eat mostly carbohydrates, they actually have to switch it called de novo lipogenesis. They actually have to form adipose out of that carbohydrate. It's not so as simple as just, oh, turn on insulin and then like it just turns into fat and then you store it and you don't – Right, and right. Then, and you don't burn it. When they actually have done this, um, and I know you know Kevin Hall. He's like he's a good friend of mine. I'm lucky to be in some of these Twitter groups with him, and we have very lively discussions. And he's just he's a brilliant brilliant scientist researcher, but um, done very careful, rigorous studies. And, and bodybuilders would know this intuitively. Bodybuilders are freaking these ripped out of their mind, leaner than I ever have been, ever will be eating just high amounts of, of carbohydrates. But when they've done careful metabolic ward studies, metabolic ward, they control everything that they're eating. They, they can tell uh, their metabolic rates. They can tell the amount of um, the proportions of, of fat and, and carbohydrates that they're burning by how they're breathing and all these different things. When they've actually compared uh, people that are eating the same amount of calories 
just with different proportions of of carbohydrate and and fat, and they keep the protein the same. Um, they show not not really much of a difference. People lose fat just the same, and it all comes back to the whole energy balancing, which isn't sexy at all. Yeah. And so then it's 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 modified into okay, okay, so so no, so maybe the insulin isn't trapping the fat there. That's that's not actually happening. But people are hungrier. Well, they've done <laughs> those studies too, and it's it's some people. I, I would say on a practical clinical level, I do think some people tend to do better on a low carb diet from a hunger standpoint, not because they're carb sensitive and that they just hold on to this fat from carbohydrates. They'll, they'll say I'm carb sensitive. That they, that's, that's not a, a real thing, but I think some people do feel satiated, um, better on kind of a lower carb, higher, moderate, high protein, higher fat. But in general, it's not any more satiating. In fact, it might be le- less satiating than a higher carb, like high volume, higher starch type of diet. I found it. Um, with and I'd actually love to know your experience with this. I found when I work with people who have a significantly higher body fat percentage, like they they have have much more obesity, um, they tend to do better with a little bit lower carb, higher protein, moderate fat. As they get leaner, they actually end up feeling better, higher carb, lower fat. Is, is that, have you noticed that? It's it's uh, it's something that I I don't I don't know if I could explain why it might be because when you go lower carb at the beginning, it it automatically restricts some of those foods that mm. they cookies cakes chips those things are high in both fat and carbohydrates. So if you go lower carb, it's like sure you could go you could tell them to go lower fat, but like people find a way though, you know, the sneaky yeah. calories and stuff like yeah. that. So tell them to eat pasta. Like this pasta tastes like shit unless you put <laughs> butter in it. Like, I mean, like, I mean, seriously, is anybody ever like, I'm people listening. Oh, I, I said that once. I'm like, is anybody actually addicted to you no know, people? Like I like boiled noodles. I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't know anybody that likes noodles that are like dry. <laughs> dry. I mean, they're, 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 you know, they got water in, but like they don't, it just doesn't taste good. I'm sure there's some people out there right now you know, again, some people eat sticks of butter by itself and some people might eat some boiled pasta by itself. Okay, fine. But for most people, most people like, they like, they like some sauces in it with some, with some good yummy, you know, freaking fatty beef and, right. and butter on the, on the, so like when you, it's if you like ice cream with, with yeah. low fat versus like full fat, like oh, obviously God. it's going to taste, it's, it's, it's the diet ice creams are terrible because they're, they're low fat. <laughs> they're awful. <laughs> Put all the sugar in it you want. They suck. <laughs> They're terrible. I, I like, I, I love when I, my, my favorite meme, one of my favorite memes is the uh, Pulp Fiction one. And like when you're dieting so hard that even diet ice cream tastes good, <laughs> this is some gourmet shit. Like that's, I, I, I hate that. I, I'm with you, man. I, if I'm going to have a dessert, I'm going to eat some full fatty, carby, high calorie shit. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 I'm I'm actually with you. I despite making fun of keto diets all the time, I like for most people a little bit lower carb. And and I don't know if it's a I don't I don't know if it's physiological. There might be a little physiological thing going on, but a lot of it's just because it just it puts some of these foods that are off that that they would normally consume off limits for a little bit. And then as they lose weight, if they start getting into lifting weights. Then yeah. they're like, oh, God, I want to improve my performance. Then you start adding back the carbs yes. and you're like, whoa, this feels yes. great. So exactly. exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I see the same thing. RP, we kind of do the same thing. We get like we had we have some guy 
uh, just was like 400 pounds, got down to 300 pounds, and he's he's eating 300 grams of carbs right now. So like that would be impossible Correct, in this yeah. whole carbohydrate insulin model. It's like no, that shouldn't happen. They should be stopping. They they shouldn't be losing any any fat. But it's it's energy balance. It, we have multiple ways of of adapting to different types of macronutrient ratios. So I agree with you. I kind of like that approach too. I like a, a little bit lower carb, higher protein, moderate fat. And then as people really get into the fitness thing, um, they start looking at the, oh, I can eat carbs again. Yeah, of course you can. We're just trying to uh, look at energy balance and, and change it in a way to where you feel comfortable. So I, I think you're, I think you're right on with that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. I think, um, People have really made insulin out to be this evil hormone. When I'm almost like, if you don't have insulin, you die. Like <laughs> you did. <laughs> like you know, that's like that's a a real disease if you can't yeah. produce insulin. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. And and look, I, I, you know, again, I, I think there's some people that thrive on a ketogenic diet. They have very low amounts of insulin, just enough, because you 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 have to have just a little bit to make sure your freaking liver doesn't start spilling out too many ketones. And that's where you hear about the ketoacidosis. But like. Uh, yeah, like fine. If you, if you thrive on a ketogenic diet, fine. But like, don't say you have to, that everybody has to do it. Correct. Obesity is not a, a ketone deficiency. Like it's not good. Ketogenic diets are not going to solve the obesity epidemic. Uh, you know, unlike Gary Tobbs and some of these other people are saying, like, I, I, I can't believe anybody would even take these people seriously. So the newest thing is, is that they just came out with this review, um, uh, American Journal of Clinical Nutrition of, and just this is our carbohydrate insulin model and like okay look great i think your mechanisms are are kind of interesting it's it's interesting but then like when they've done randomized controlled trials and looked at the difference between people doing a very low carbohydrate diet versus kind of a very low fat they don't it just there's not much of a difference and the, and what they'll say is like well that's because they just they didn't stick to it I'm like, no shit. They didn't stick to any diet. No diet works then. Nothing works. <laughs> if that's if that's the criteria, like I, I can show you people that have lost 100, 200, 300 pounds using a, a kind of a higher, moderate, higher carb, uh, uh, lower fat diet. And so is, they stuck to that and lost weight and they've kept it off and they feel satiated. Uh, anyway, it's, it's really frustrating. I don't, I think we got to get beyond these macronutrient ratios it does, they don't matter they don't matter like it just doesn't it just doesn't matter <laughs> get your calories in check keep your protein emphasized and you're good like that's it ah, I, I don't anyway well listen so, where, where can people find you on social media uh probably instagrams is a good place i, I i'm gonna start back up on the youtube again you say I that every that's, time we i know i say it every year <laughs> i say Every time we talk, I'm starting up on YouTube again. Starting up on YouTube again. I'm gonna crack. I'm gonna crack the code there. But Instagram at Dr. Nadolsky, D-R-N-A-D-O-O-L-S-K-Y. Uh, that's I'll probably the best. And then show notes. yeah, just put it in this. Just <laughs> starting back on the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, RP, you can follow RP at RP strength if you want, uh, as well. But, um, yeah, it's always, it's always a good chat, chat with you. We'll have to do it more. I actually enjoy the banter. It's fun. Yeah, man. That was I good. don't have any freaking friends here. What I got, what else am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Call me anytime, man. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to hit stop recording. We'll keep talking, but thank you, bro. Yeah.